Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicky, and as always, I'm here with two of the very best. It's Matt Stewart and Jess Perkins. The very best are here. Thank you so much. That actually really means a lot coming from you, Dave. Yeah. Um, I, especially the fact that you're putting me on the same level as Jess Perkins, who is one of my personal favourite people in the world. So that really does mean a lot. Thank you so much, Dave. Hey, no worries. I put you both on the same pedestal. Well, I feel that's ridiculous, honestly, and I think Jess will agree with me here. No, I'm Jess not even in my own top five, you know? Really? If I could be anyone else, oh my God, I'd take almost anything. Wow. Dolly Parton. Oh my God. Dave Warnicky. Yes. Uh, Ringo Starr. Of course. <laughs> the worst how... drummer in the Beatles. That sounds like a super group to die for. <laughs> Ringo, Dave and Dolly Parton. <laughs> <laughs> and introducing our new bass guitarist, Jess Perkins. <laughs> That's a myth, by the way. I was watching a video about that the other day that um, John Lennon ever said that about Ringo. The rest uh, of the Beatles really respected his drumming. Yeah, i got to say that I uh, whipped that anecdote out at a party recently and uh, was quickly brought down to really? size by a big Beatles fan. They're like, actually, that is... Uh... That is a myth. Not- yeah, it was, it was written by a, a comedian in England um, in the 70s, I think. Right. But, yes. It's funny. It's one of those things where you can't trust your own memories because I could have sworn I'd seen a clip of that. But you know how right. you, you just hear things so often that you then later they're just inserted into your memories? Yeah. It's like that. Yeah, that, that, that happens to me a bit. Memory is so fallible. Yeah. You can't trust your memory. No. 
Hey, before we crack into the show, we should tell the good people at home listening to this that uh, if they want to hear us but also see us, we've started releasing a, uh, a web series on YouTube on the Stupid Old channel with the good people at Stupid Old Studios. And uh, it's basically like a slightly shorter version of this with animation, with our faces, a fancy looking set, some lighting, some camera work, and uh, Matt wearing a different band t-shirt every week. Yeah. <laughs> You're wearing a different colourful button-up shirt every week. And we've got a few different little fun Easter eggs like that. Aren't they fun Easter eggs? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it has been a lot of fun. We've got uh, three episodes out so far, and this Friday our fourth episode will come out. Now, we have been doing like this little – I didn't know that this existed before we started doing it. YouTube, are we the first people to do this? YouTube premieres. I think so. I think we're the first people to ever do it. I think we invented it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Thank you to the good people at YouTube for letting us do that. So basically, We're we the pick... YouTube premiere premieres. Yeah. <laughs> um, we pick a time, which lately has been Friday at 9am Melbourne time and uh, the episode goes out and everyone watches it you know, as it first goes out and we all comment along and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been great. It's been really nice. And if it's I just could a put forward community. a suggestion, um, how about we don't do it at 9 in the morning one time? Not for me. I mean, I, I love waking up to that alarm, but I <laughs> wonder as well about some of the people in Europe who have to stay up to the middle of the night. So maybe we'll do some that are a more European time zone friendly as yeah. well. That sounds good, Matt. I mean, yeah, I too am always up well before that. So it doesn't, like, bother me per se. No, it's Obviously, not about us. I, I rise with the sun, but... Um... <laughs> All right, cards on the table. It's because I watch it, then I run to my car and I speed to work <laughs> after it finishes. The most recent episode was a little bit longer than the previous two weeks, so I was a little bit late. So sorry about that. But I understand. It's a YouTube premiere. And we're complaining yeah. about having to, well, not even get out of bed. I did not get out of bed for the last I didn't get one. out of bed. I didn't <laughs> even sit up. I, I put my laptop next to me and my head's still on the pillow, yeah. watching it sideways, Just sort typing, of typing with one hand. <laughs> yeah. That's why your comments were all quite short. Yes, that is exactly right. <laughs> so uh, three episodes to check out at the moment. We talked about the, the Hollywood sign, Nancy Wake, the White Mouse, the uh, World War II badass, and Matt's most recent episode, he did a report on the fine cotton scandal Racing's dark uh, horse racing's darkest day. My favorite yes. bit is that we filmed those at the end of last year, so I've forgotten all of it. So I'm rewatching it and going, "Oh, isn't that interesting?" Because I <laughs> I don't remember anything. That's so been nice. interesting tales, and it's also nice to see us sitting right next to each other. Yeah, in a which pre-COVID we world, we can't do anymore, and maybe ever again. The other th- video thing that came out this week was the hundredth episode of Primates, which Dave featured on. Um, the audio version of it will be released tomorrow, obviously with Dave's section cut out. Um, obviously, it was Jessa very, feed. very scandalous. So, yeah. so uh, But if you want to watch the stream of it, you can still buy tickets at saucepresents.com. Um, and it's, it goes for, it's about a two and a half hour video. So you probably could watch it over a few sittings. But the audio version of that, which will be chopped down in half, I think, uh, we'll be out tomorrow as well if people are interested where Andy Matthews came on to talk about the classic film from the auteur Robert Vince, Spy Mate, which is sort of like a James Bond type film, only with a chimp. Only ah. I hear that and I hear only better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. For yeah. your apes only. <laughs> <laughs> is that anything? Yeah. That feels like it's something. <laughs> I'm not sure what, but it's something. All right, we'll put the link to the uh, to both of those things, our web series and the 100th episode of Primates on Sauce Presents in the description of this episode. But what is this episode all about? Matt, what is this show? 
Ah, so what this show is, it's basically a pursuit of knowledge. Uh, one of the three of us will go away with a topic suggested, usually by a listener, and we'll research the shit out of it. <laughs> then what we'll do is we'll write up a report with the new knowledge we've gained, we'll bring it back and tell the other two all we have learnt, thus enriching them and the listeners with knowledge. This week, the report is being done by Jess Perkins. She's dove, dove in deeply into a subject which we are not aware of yet, Dave and I, but we're about to find out when Jess gets on the topic with a question. This week's question, Jess, if you please. This week's question is, more than 150 years after the Black Plague came another plague that was a little different. What plague am I talking about? Oh, Dancing Plague. Yes! Well Well done, done. Matty Stew. I don't know why that's even in my head. I've just seen that written somewhere. It's because it's been suggested 13 times in Whoa. Jack the Hat McVitie. I was also going to say, because you see it and it stands out. So people suggest topics and you can do that so by clicking the link in the description of this episode. It goes into Jack the Hat. There are thousands of suggestions, but one way for them to stand out is that people suggest the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Also just the title, Dancing Plague. Yeah. It's been in there for years. It's been in the hat. And I... Put it up to vote for the Patreons. Uh, I put up three very interesting, mysterious, um, disappearance-type stories that the listeners usually love. And then I was like, all right, I need one more. I'll chuck Dancing Plague in, thinking (laughs) it had no chance. So that was like the filler topic. It was the filler, and I was like, cool, I get to research a a fun disappearance story this week. Uh, No, 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 because the people wanted Dancing Plague. I watched a documentary on all of the other ones. (laughs) I was so ready. And so they're like, no, I want this. And it won by quite a lot. By at least 50 or 60 votes, it won, which is a a I can understand that. It sounds fascinating. Early theory. Yes. Someone dropped pills in the water supply of the (laughs) town. Okay. Okay. What kind of pills? Panadol? Oh, Jess, grow up. (laughs) I'm talking about... Bloody X. That, no one calls it that. E? E. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dropping them X pills. <laughs> hey, you got any, also, yeah, any X? I'm partied. I also don't think I've, I've heard someone call it E for at least 15 years. I, I know, and that's why it wasn't, it wasn't front of mine. And I knew it was a letter. Well, no, don't. Normally, if you're going to hear letters, it's like MDMA, but that's not even the same thing. But, I mean, this is not our area of expertise. But if you're going to call it anything, you should call it X, right? Yeah. Rather than E, it's ecstasy. You just call it X. I call it C. Yeah. <laughs> I call it Tess. <laughs> it's very confusing. <laughs> it's very Tessie. confusing. Yeah. yeah, because people call it different things. When you're trying to, <laughs> trying to get the trucks, you have to say, you got any E? And by that, I mean X. By and that, I mean... Man. Steve. <laughs> now put them all together. Star. <laughs> I anyway. do find, because you hear, you hear nicknames a lot in like, uh, usually in like cop dramas and stuff where they, they can't say too much and you'll, you'll be like, hey, I want to get some of that molly. And I'm like, I, I know this is a drug. Yeah. I just have no idea which one it is. And then, yeah, and they all turn out to be kind of the same and you're like, oh, all right. <laughs> you got any uh, Charlie? Charlie Chaplin, you know what I'm talking about? What? Chapo. You got any chap chap? Got any chap chap? Got any chap? Wanna drop some chap laps? <laughs> got chap lips. Got any paw paw ointment? <laughs> oh yeah. Because my lips are cracked. If you know Do what you I have mean. any crack? Then they uh, <laughs> open up the jacket and there's like seven different types of Vaseline. Which one, what do you want? Which one do you want? Which one do you want? 
What do you, you want blue sticks? I got blue sticks. <laughs> hey, you want to have bed. a real wild time? I got some deep heat for your lips. Smell. Oh. Right. <laughs> Let's party. Try yeah. this lip smacker. It smells fantastic. <laughs> it smells like it smells like Coca Cola. It's awesome. <laughs> If you really want to party, i got a push pop right here. <laughs> right, well, the question is, Jess, is Matt on the money? Is there any drugs involved here or um, gone off topic early? Uh, look, probably not, but also, who knows? Second theory, yes. psychedelic mould. Okay. Psychedelic <laughs> mould anyway, people? Yeah. <laughs> mould people. I'm the one who's lately been pushing for us to get quickly into the reports, and I've already um, taken us off down a, a funny path. That's because I'm drinking medicinal whiskey. Yeah, I had fun with that drug chat. <laughs> or as we like to call it, W. <laughs> I made Don't his, make him. He just spat his whiskey. <laughs> Don't make him S's W. <laughs> All right, uh, I should mention who this has been suggested by because, as I said, it's been uh, suggested by many, many people. Uh, it's been suggested by Rani Tabrier, Tristan Thornton, Matthew Lower, Travis Alexander, Blake Wild, Rachel Bundy, Hannah Weiss, Jessica McGee, uh, Tim Anderson, Megan Castle, and that is it. <laughs> I ended on Megan Castle in a in a way that it was like I was going to continue, and then I did not. And that's what a great name, Megan Castle! What a great bunch of names there. Yeah, pretty great. Oh, actually, Fantastic I missed word. one, and it's an incredible name, Nuke uh, Dave. How could? Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Let me get a second look at yeah. this. Surname is Spellman, which is fantastic. Okay. First name. It's N-K. N-K-U-L-U-L-E-K-O. Wow. Nukluko? Yeah. Nukulico. Nukulico Spellman. I love it. Love Great that. name. Um, we've definitely got that We've wrong. definitely butchered that, but um, thank you for your suggestion. Appreciate that. So, in Strasbourg, which is now modern-day France... But then, in the Holy Roman Empire, in July of 1518, a woman, whose name was given as Frau Trophia, stepped into the street and began dancing. She danced to no music for many hours. I mean, what (laughs) defines dancing and what defines someone like having a fit? Good point. Uh, maybe the level of rhythm. Yeah, the rhythm. That's right. People have asked me, asked that of me at, at clubs before. Yeah. Dave. Are you okay? Um, <laughs> yeah. They put the house lights on and stop the music. <laughs> There's an ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> Call an ambulance for this man. This guy's had too much X. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm sober and I was just breaking it down. <laughs> Eventually, after dancing for many hours, she collapsed from exhaustion after a bit of a rest, she got back up and continued to dance. <laughs> Gotta love that perseverance. This went on for several days. <laughs> oh, you're kidding. Within well, it's a- starting to sound like maybe an FM breakfast show had a competition on. Yeah, <laughs> a dance-a-thon. Yeah, because yeah, they were sort of big in the early 20th century, weren't they? The last couple dancing wins a car or something. Yeah. But, but you've got to be touching the car as you dance. <laughs> yeah. yeah, take your hand off the car, you don't win the car. Yeah. Um, within a week, more than 30 people had joined her. <laughs> this number continued to grow over the next few weeks, and within a month, it's believed that around 400 people were dancing in the street. There's no music. They're just gathered dancing. 
Is it like dun, a, dun, 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 dun. Is it a case of like a silent disco where they're all listening to their own song in their mind so no one is in time? Some people are going for it. Some people are slow dancing. There's a bit of break, break dancing going on. That must on. be what it looked like because you know I think silent discos are a fun idea, but when you walk past them, you're like, you all look fucking insane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Especially when they all go, woo, at some point in the song and you're like, I don't, no one else can hear this. I never feel like a bigger killjoy than when one of them walks past. Yeah. I'm like, you fucking assholes. You assholes. If you're in it, a lot of fun. If you're watching yeah, it, I know. you Isn't fucking assholes. Isn't that the assholes. worst? <laughs> like, I'm watching them going, oh, look at these people having fun, not hurting anyone. I hate them. Yeah. I hate these people. Look at these morons I'm, on a bloody I'm, Bucks weekend or something. I've that... DJed a couple of them at uh, Perth Fringe World. They have them set up in, in designated areas in, in a rotunda in a park. And at one time was really fun. In a park. Well, the festival's all around it. It's yeah, in a yeah. park with the festivals in it. And um, one time was really fun. The other time it wasn't. But the, the weird thing is you DJ... I, I mean, I'm saying DJ very loosely. I'm playing songs off a Spotify playlist. And then uh, there's another person DJing as well. And the people listening can flick between your two channels. Right. And if, if they're on your channel... It lights up green. The head, head, just in case someone DJ doesn't know what channel. it is, yeah, it's headphones that people are listening to. Yep. And if they're listening to the other track, they'll be listening, the headphones glow blue. So it's very clear if, if people are enjoying what you're doing or not. Yeah. It's kind of a, it's a quite a brutal way to um, party. Yeah. I, I love Unless, partying. Unless, of course, you've dropped some X. <laughs> or some tea. <laughs> bit of Earl Grey, you know what I mean? Right, so now... bags of Earl Grey. <laughs> Well, double bag. <laughs> so there's a few hundred people dancing in the street, no music. Um, is the original lady, the Frau, like, is she still going? Yeah, she's still there. That's amazing. You'd feel pretty cool. Would you? I mean, this started with just one person, and now you've got hundreds yeah, of people joining you're like, in. I started this. This was me. Have you guys ever seen the, the, the film clip for Mick Jagger and David Bowie uh, dancing in the street, but they've taken the music out <laughs> and they've sort of just added... Added sounds of what they'd be making dancing, like shoe shuffling and breathing and stuff. It's very funny. <laughs> Seldom. This stop- is what I'm picturing. Yeah, that's but yeah, that's what I'm picturing too. But in the 1500s. Um, seldom stopping for rest or food. Some sources say that 15 people were dying each day. Oh my god. Whoa. Okay. That's what one yeah one source said. It was you know up to 15 people a day. It's generally assumed they suffered strokes or heart attacks from dancing for so long. They were literally dancing themselves to death. <laughs> Murder on the dance floor. <laughs> it's actually so what, so, yeah, it's what that song is about. And a lot of people just think it's a fun pop hit. Uh, a lot of historical yeah. facts in there. It's actually an educational piece. Um, so that's pretty cool. Hey, yeah. you guys didn't seem that impressed that I knew that singer's name very quickly. I knew as well. Okay. Oh wow! <laughs> Dave's been Dave's quietly been begrudging, but I can see respect in your eyes. Dave. Yeah, I, I truly respect. Would yourself. you have got that straight off the bat? So Phil Spector. I'm afraid I would have, Matt. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Damn it! I think that I one's a that fairly a, well known a, one. Yeah, right. I thought that was a good get. Sorry, mate. Oh, well. You have so much good music knowledge, and that's the one you choose to hold yeah, on to. There are like obscure albums by artists that I would never have known. There's artists with like 60 albums in their back catalogue, and you've heard every song on them. <laughs> You're trying to claim this is your big music thing. Yeah, well, you're big Sophie Ellis Bexer fans. We'll name her first four albums. <laughs> <laughs> I There's like artists that I adore, and I couldn't name an album of them. 
And then uh, Dolly Parton, greatest hits. Yeah, Easy. A classic. <laughs> Queen's greatest hits. Um, anyway, so they're dancing themselves to death, right? And the nobles of the time were concerned with this sudden outbreak of dancing. So they consulted the experts. Dave, who do you go to in this kind of... John Lithgow. Okay. Oh. He likes to ban dancing, right, in movies? <laughs> oh. I haven't seen that one. That's the Kevin Bacon one. A Footloose. Mm. Yeah. Matt, if there was some sort of outbreak like this in your town, what kind of profession are you consulting? Oh, okay. Um, probably the the doctor. Yeah. Doctor. And obviously the astronomers. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Got to check on that moon. So they go to the doctors yeah. and the astronomers. Um, it was concluded that this was a natural disease caused by hot blood. Hot blooded. I'm hot blooded. <laughs> Again. That's what that song's about. Yeah. Wow, I know. Another Sophie Ellis Baxter hit. <laughs> God, she's good, eh? Wow. So they decided to just let the afflicted continue to dance, to dance it out of their system. Maybe like sweating out a fever or right, something. So dance till your blood cools. Yeah. Dance That's to cool so down. Funny. Keep your body That's moving like, a lot to cool down. That's like how um, like our parents' generation sort of parented a lot of the time. It's like um, you know, just get get it out of your system. Yeah, I remember like like what me or one of my siblings was like having a bad time, and Dad would be like, "Hey, just snap out of it." <laughs> oh, okay, that's helpful. Thank you. Oh, there you go. I fixed. I all fixed. fixed. Just dance it out. <laughs> I'd say that, that a lot as well. Dance it until you've gotten rid of it. Uh, it was the anti John Lithgow, your dad. <laughs> yeah, <he was. laughs> I've always said that about him. The second I met him, I thought, whoop. We've got ourselves an anti-John Lithgow here. And I was right. So, yeah, they thought, all right, we're just going to let them dance it out of their system. So they did what anyone would do, and they built a stage for the dancers. <laughs> hoping they That's would, good. Hoping they would dance away their mania and return to their senses. Do you think they were just hoping that they'd all get stage fright and be like, nah, nah actually, nah, nah, I don't want to perform. Because they're nah, dancing they... as well, but they're sort of like... It's almost like they're in a bit of a trance, you know, like they they seem kind of, I don't want to say unconscious because, I mean, they, they are, but they're not really responsive. They're, they're in a bit of a state while they're dancing. I'm now picturing the thriller film clip where it's zombies. <laughs> yeah, that's probably more dancing like Dancing in it. unison. Yeah. Wow. Um, so they built a stage, a stadium, started charging tickets. Yeah. <laughs> They got a film crew in. <laughs> well, they Some ordered, cow was there. They ordered in professional musicians to play for the dancers. What? <laughs> so they weren't just dancing to nothing, yeah. which is creepy. <laughs> it does now sound like a talent show, Matt. You're right. Yeah. They got in professional dancers to dance with them. Um, Are you serious? And they so paid... now it's dancing with the stars. <laughs> Carol exactly. Summers comes in. And they paid strong men to keep the afflicted upright by clutching their bodies as they danced. If someone was looking a bit like they're going to sort of pass out, just a strong man would come and hold them up. We have talked about so many different weird things. This is now the weirdest thing we've ever talked <laughs> it's about. It's so strange. <laughs> strong what the hell? The, the, the annoying thing about it was because it was in 1518. There's not heaps of information on it. Like, all the resources I could find basically say the same few things and then have some theories. There's not a lot of information on it. And so it's sort of like, yeah, I don't know if that frau, that, that first lady was still there the whole time or 
if she died, I don't know. But it's just, it's this weird thing. And it's it's documented. It, it definitely happened. But it's just like, I wish we had more information on it because it sounds so weird. And now... Is this, this is a little bit before I was born. I think 50 or so <laughs> years before. Yeah. And I, I don't think video was invented quite yet. Is Not that right? quite. Like, within a few years it was, though. So um, we just missed out. No, they, those two came at the exact same time. <laughs> right. So what do we have? Cartoonists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surely. Oh, they were cartoonists, of course. Right, okay. <laughs> so someone so someone was drawing these cartoons for the next morning's paper. Just someone danced till they drop. Yeah, exactly and right. The little pig in the corner with a like a witty remark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just a three panel cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Um to be continued. <laughs> yeah, they just kept going. For so the whole month. People, but no, people are no longer dropping. So now there's like a, a strong man holding you up if you look like you're about to collapse. And they're like, just let me die. People are still dying, for sure. <laughs> just, I just want to... I've danced let for me four go. weeks. <laughs> so they're, they're dying, but they're still sort of weekend at Bernie's <laughs> strong men dancing them still? No, you will, you will not die on me. Left foot, right foot, left foot. I got money on you winning this thing. Yeah. I wonder if they did do stuff like that. I'm putting bets on her. Um, the olden days, and we know we've learnt this so many times over that in the olden days, and this isn't like this is way olden days. We're talking yeah. about recent olden days. People would go and crowd around a house if someone had different coloured hair. So <laughs> if if there's a town of dancers, you can imagine everyone in you know within miles around would be there to watch. Um, it's still the most outrageous thing that's ever happened, and it's 500 years later. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's pretty pretty wild. Yeah, you're right. Like with the the first ever quintuplets and people just crowded around their house to look at them. Yeah, people are like, oh, a boat's coming in today. A boat! Oh, my God! Everybody, get a picnic lunch! Let's go! <laughs> Let's go look at the boat! Oh, oh I'm going to wave at it. I'm going to wave. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! <laughs> Have you got a hanky to wave? Oh, no, I forgot. <laughs> so they got they got pro dancers. They've got some strong men. Pro dancers is the best bit. <laughs> A poem in the city archives explains what happened next. It says, In their madness, people kept up their dancing until they fell unconscious and many died. It's a pretty shit poem. Oh, um, wow. I mean, they don't, write them like, they don't write them like that anymore. <laughs> That's a poem, apparently. So like poetry a was invented before, before photos. Mm. So all we had to go on is poetry and, and comic strips. Yeah, the, the highest forms of art, yes. <laughs> That was, I'm going to put it go out on a limb here and say that was the worst poem I've ever heard. In their madness, people kept up their dancing until they fell unconscious and many died. That doesn't sound like a poem I at know. All. <laughs> it sounds like a, a, a poorly written sentence. Hmm. And that. Different time. That's William Shakespeare right there. Yeah. So the nobles sensed that they'd made a mistake and maybe just making people keep dancing wasn't going to help the problem. So they decided that the dancers were suffering from holy wrath rather than just hot blood. <laughs> That's it. They're cursed. Mm. Oh, okay. That makes sense now that you've said it. Yeah. So they banned gambling and prostitution and also blamed, uh, sorry, banned music and dancing in public. So they just banned the thing that they were doing. Right. Do they also gamble gambling and prostitution or is that separate? They did ban that as well, yes. Right. Okay. So now people So have... they banned all these things that were like... Sins. But now people have less things to do, so you're more likely to join this dance. Yeah. And also, people who were deemed to be immoral were driven out of the city, I suppose, in an attempt to sort of cleanse the city of whatever was 
causing them to be cursed. Not sure, but they were just like, okay, the problem is with us, not with the hot blood. Let's ban some stuff that obviously the saints don't like. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. i got to get something off my chest. Okay. I ate your last biscuit. I was that saving has been, them for my wedding. That has been stressing. <laughs> That has been stressing me out. I'm so sorry. I feel a lot better to get that off my chest. You know, keeping things bottled up can affect people negatively, and that had been affecting me. And that feel that's a weight off my shoulder. Yeah. It was delicious. I'm not sorry, but I did take the last biscuit he, that he was saving for his wedding. I didn't know that. <laughs> that is upsetting to hear. But I think I'm going to have to get some uh, positive coping skills. Learn to set some boundaries. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you could give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it's very convenient. It's flexible. You can fit it around your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. You too can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash D-G-O today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash D-G-O. All right, I've got a new thought. Yeah. Have you guys ever seen the episode of Buffy that was a musical? No. I think it was basically the story. It. So a demon comes along, and I can't remember the show at all, but he puts a curse on the town so everyone doesn't talk anymore. They sing everything. The, the town becomes a musical, and then they dance until they die. Okay. I think this is. I think it might be the same thing. So I think some sort of a like a... A theatre demon mm-hmm. <laughs> went to Strasbourg yep. and cursed the town to make it a, a dance musical. What What had they done to deserve that? I think I think just that town is in a hell mouth and it attracts bad stuff about about once a week for twenty <laughs> odd weeks a year. That's crazy. Why would you live yeah, there? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't know. For fuck's yeah, sake! And they're surprised every time something weird happens. Like you live in a hell mouth. Like, don't you remember last week? What are you surprised about? Happened. Yeah, that pig man came to town and he oinked, <laughs> oinked at you evilly. Probably, I don't remember. All, I didn't see him all, but I imagine that probably happened in one of the episodes. I would assume it, a, a a pig man oinked evilly at some point, yeah. and if it didn't, it's like we'll bring back Buffy then, and just yeah. do that. You're episode. not done. You're not done. You didn't <laughs> do done. pig man. Yeah, who wrote that show again? Sophie Ellis Baxter. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yes. yes. She's a double yeah. threat. Yeah, she's she done is. it all. Cannot dance for shit. So um, there was an article written in The Guardian and this is, it said, Finally, the dancers were taken to a shrine dedicated to St Vitus, located in a musty grotto in the hills, where their bloodied feet were placed into red shoes and they were led around a wooden figurine of the saint. Is that, do they just have to form a conga line for that to happen? They must have. Is that how they get them to go wherever they want them to go? Yeah, how did you, did you just pick them up, chuck them in a van? I don't know. <laughs> still- yeah. Like, if you're holding them up off the ground, say you're holding them up at the waist, their feet can still dance, and that way they're not, you know, they're not moving. You can move them about as you need. Quite hard Maybe to pick someone doing. up by the waist, though, hey? Ugh. Yeah, have you seen Dirty Dancing? Yeah. I haven't. 
I don't think it happens in that film. It does, and it takes a lot of practice on their part. Right, okay. So, oh, And it's Patrick Swayze. I know. So, so it's interesting that, um, yeah, they, they were able to just move them. And they, and they put their feet into red shoes. Yep, no idea why. Okay. I reckon it's to cover the blood, right? Oh, yeah, true. I mean, you're going to put bloody shoes into white, bloody feet into white shoes, are you? It was ruin the white shoes. Do you think? Maybe they just had a big stock of red shoes. Yeah. Are they happy to admit that it was a mistake to put them into tap shoes? <laughs> that was not their best call, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oh, no, God. God. It'd be dancing for hours. It's so loud. In the following weeks after this, though, most of the dancers stopped dancing. Oh. The epidemic uh, was over. They were dead. <laughs> Some were dead. <laughs> Mind you, by this time it was September and they'd been dancing since July. Wow. So it went for quite Whoa. a long time. Um, quick side note here too about. It's gonna make it easier to edit. That's all. Oh, you don't want to have me squeaking away like a pigman over here. <laughs> quick side note too about Saint Vitus because I decided to look him up and see what his deal was. Vitus is considered the patron saint of actors, comedians, dancers. And epileptics. Oh, he's our man. <laughs> Big four. We're dancers. <laughs> Isn't that a weird combo? Wow. They they do that a lot with saints. They'll group together a bunch of different, um, often seemingly unrelated things. Is there just not enough to go around? Well, No, I think there's so many saints that they all have, like, something. So... He, Vitus is also said to protect against lightning strikes, animal attacks, and oversleeping. <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> Don't want to sleep through your alarm? Pray to St. Vitus. Well, two of the biggest things that wake people up are lightning strikes and animal attacks. <laughs> and he's keeping them away. Yeah, good point. So this dancing mania, which had happened before on much smaller scales a few times in previous centuries, was often seen to be a curse from a saint usually either John the Baptist or St. Vitus, and victims of dancing mania often ended up uh, at the end of their processions at places dedicated to that saint. So that at least explains why they went to this particular shrine, because he was, yeah, they, they figured it was a, a curse from him. Um, in fact, that kind of dancing mania used to be called St. Saint, Saint Vitus Dance, and it wasn't until the 17th century that it was diagnosed as Sydenham Choria. Um, which is a virus feet have got no rhythm. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a disorder characterized by rapid, uncoordinated jerking movements, primarily affecting the face, hands, and feet. I think I might be a, a victim. Does that maybe seen... give you a better mental image? I've seen of... you dance. <laughs> have you seen me dance? I am no good. Until I've had half a bottle of alcohol, and. Uh... Then I'm the greatest dancer you've ever seen. What size what a bottle? Time. Hang on, half a bottle of alcohol. I didn't mean said. like a, I meant like a liquor bottle, like a vodka bottle. Of okay, vodka. all right. Because if it's like a bottle of beer, yeah. it's like so, okay, yeah, right. a bottle of vodka mixed with lemonade and, uh, <laughs> and some fresh lemon. I don't think it's a funny time in history where people are like bad things are happening. A saint is out to get us. Yeah, a saint. Aren't they famously like? good well they were okay that's one of the things that i read it was like in this time and i'll i'll probably get to it a little bit later as well but in this time they did quite genuinely believe that saints could 
cure illnesses and 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 stuff like that, but they could also inflict them. So they right. did definitely believe in sort of the power of saints. So, because I said this, uh, who won the premiership in nineteen sixty six? Many many centuries later, um, like I mentioned, this had happened. M- Many times before, the earliest known outbreak of dancing mania occurred in the 7th century and it reappeared many times across Europe until about the 17th century when it stopped abruptly. One of the earliest known incidences occurred sometime in the 1020s. God, that's weird to say. Where 18 peasants began singing and dancing around a church, disturbing a Christmas Eve service. found that funny people in christmas eve mass like what's that bloody ruckus out there um another incident in 1278 involved about 200 people dancing on a bridge resulting in its collapse (laughs) (laughs) wild many many people survived and and they were restored to full health at a a nearby chapel dedicated to saint vitus they went to a saint vitus there must have been so many fucking chapels everywhere Different shrines, chapels for each one, and for each ailment you have, you have to go to the relevant. How you, there must be a book to keep track of what all the saints do, because honestly, I'm I'd lose track. I haven't heard of Saint Vitus. I don't think. Are you familiar with him at all, Jess? No. Well, I am now. I don't, I don't think I've even heard the name Vitus before. He's the saint of comedians. We should we should all know his name. Yeah. Um, in fact, it had happened a hundred years earlier in Strasbourg where people fasted for days and the outbreak was possibly caused by exhaustion. <laughs> hmm. You know when you're just t- really tired and really hungry and you just go a bit loopy? It was probably just that, that time. Uh, right, yeah. <laughs> I've been there. So, I normally go to bed, though. Yeah, I normally have something to eat. I start mm. ballroom dancing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't the first time this dancing mania or mass hysteria had occurred, but it certainly was the biggest Um, And there are a few theories as to what happened to cause this strange epidemic. One of the most popular theories is food poisoning caused by the toxic and psychoactive chemical product of ergot fungi. Fungi? Oh, not far off mould. Yeah, which grows commonly on wheat that is used for baking bread. So it is basically that, yeah. Psychedelic mould, wow. Mouldy wheat that then gets baked into bread. So it's the main psychoactive product... Uh, sorry, ergotamine, ergotamine, yeah, um, is the main psychoactive product of ergot and it's structurally related to the drug LSD. Whoopi Goldberg won an ergot. <laughs> That's, that is kind of true. That's kind of a Thank pun. You. Oh, no. Oh, no, he's done it. Dave would know, being the pun master. This same fungus has also um, been implicated in other major historical anomalies, including the Salem witch trials. It was one theory in that ah, as well. Which we have covered on a previous episode, mm. if you're interested. And what a crazy time in history that was. It's insane. However, some people don't agree with this theory, including a man named John Waller, who wrote this in The Lancet, which is a medical journal. And a lot of people sort of think he's the, the kind of like the, the expert on this. Imagine like... That's your business card. Dancing plague expert. (laughs) He's written a book on it, I think. And he says, This theory does not seem tenable since it's unlikely that that those poisoned by ergot could have danced for days at a time, nor would so many people have 
reacted to its psychotropic chemicals in the same way. The ergotism theory also fails to explain why virtually every outbreak occurred somewhere along the Rhine and Moselle rivers, all areas linked by water but with quite different climates and crops. So I guess he's saying that how likely is it that all of those areas had that same sort of mold fungus. type thing? Yeah. yeah, if they have ah, oh, but they all have the same water supply, which has been spiked with S. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, John also goes on to speculate that the dancing was stress-induced psychosis on a mass level, since the region where the people danced was riddled with starvation and disease, and the inhabitants tended to be superstitious. So this theory comes up a bit quite a lot. People were stressed, they feared death or illness. In the years leading up to the incident in 1518, they'd faced repeated famine, harsh taxes, and a rise of syphilis. Um, so oh. They had a lot on their minds. You know? And their genitals. Yeah, their genitals. Um, combine this with their pre-existing belief that St Vitus was known to curse people to dance, it's been argued that their psychological stress manifested in the urge to dance. You know, it's like those two things already sitting at the back of their head that sort of merge and create this this reaction of just dancing. It does seem like one uh, like a flash mob gone too far. <laughs> yeah, that sort of... You just get sucked in, you know. Do you think maybe they were they were an organised dance flash mob, and then as they were doing it, they started getting embarrassed, so they had to pretend <laughs> that oh. they hadn't decided it. Oh no, this is out of our control. Oh, no, I'm on drugs or something. Yeah. Orson virus. Yeah, it must be. God, this is so embarrassing. You, oh, my you don't God. want to be the first person to stop a flash mob, you know. <laughs> oh, you ruin it. Um. So, yeah, this, this idea is supported by the fact that dancing plagues no longer happened beyond the 17th century when saint worship began to diminish. So people stopped believing in saints so heavily and then they also stopped having dancing outbreaks. But it happened a fair bit. I think that means that the saints have just lost their powers. Oh, well. I why they haven't won a premiership since 66. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, if the ball bounced differently in 2010, though, Dave, uh, Premiership number two was in the bag. Wow, so. if it had bounced uh, differently, you would have lost by even more. Is that what you're saying? No, that is not <laughs> correct. If it bounced differently, it would have sat up. What, one time? Or and, we oh, and the year before, if it didn't hit bloody um, Scarlet's booty, like the luck of it hitting his boot in the centre of the ground like it did and then falling into Ablett's hands onto Chapman, absolutely ridiculous. I have no idea what you're talking about. Cursed. <laughs> it's but, so unlucky, two years in a row. We were sh- the best team in the league Maybe in they should have just danced. Oh, nine. Oh, that's a good point. Not a lot of dancing that night, hey? Yep. Oh, we, there was not, no. Not for you, not. but for the winners, big time, yeah. Uh, did you cry, Matt? Uh, I felt numb. Oh, it's <laughs> yeah, after, we, after we lost the replay against Collingwood, I had tickets to see Friends of Rom, who we did a report on. I probably mentioned it that episode. I think you did. So I, I was just solemnly standing at the corner hotel watching one of my favourite bands play a great set. And you felt uh, nothing. I felt nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I remember there were people like crowd surfing a guy. There was a disco ball in the corner hotel band room and um, someone got up on the shoulders of that guy and he took the disco ball off the thing and then the disco ball was sort of crowd surfing. Oh. You know, you seem like this... Fun party going on around me, and I, and you just see me standing in the middle of it, like just blank faced, 
waiting it out. Anyway. <laughs> That's nice. That's the saddest thing nice I've ever heard. It was nice something. <laughs> Numb, yeah. Um, we haven't been... Since then, it's been... We've, that's 10 years ago, and we've been, you know, very ordinary ever since. So I'd love to be second best again. That'd be awesome. That would be nice. Um, so, yeah, like, that's that's kind of all that there is that's known about this, uh, this hyster- hysteria. But I do have a few examples of more recent um, instances of mass hysteria that I kind of wanted to mention as well. Right, okay. Beatlemania. Okay. Um, Beatlemania, obviously. Uh, obviously, that was bread as well. I, I said mania. I said more recent, but this isn't. Do you guys know the band Bread? Uh, My mum was a big Bread fan. She had the best of Bread. Um, I can't tell if you're doing a bit. No, I know I'm not of doing the a bit. band. That's the name of a big band. I couldn't like name a, real a Bread soft song. Rock band. The best of Bread. Bread. Um, yeah, they had big hits. There was like the Guitar Man was one of their songs. He's the guitar man. How did we? I've already forgotten how we got onto this. It sounds like they just said they're just naming things that they see. Bread, you're on the guitar, guitar man. What did you say, Dave, to get bread? I don't know how we got to that. Je- but obviously, oh, bread mania was another thing. Uh, Beatlemania, Beatlemania was inspired by moldy bread as well. Okay, gotcha. Thank you. That wasn't. Um, I definitely wasn't having a dig. I just realised I'd completely. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, how did we get here? What have I missed? I thought I'd blacked out for a bit. <laughs> you thought you'd been eating mould again. I was like, what's happened? Um, okay, so other instances. I said more recent. This one is not more recent. It's in France during the Middle Ages. A nun began inexplicably meowing like a cat. <laughs> other nuns soon joined her in the meowing until the entire convent was making cat noises for several hours. It got so out of hand that the village had to call soldiers who threatened to whip them if they didn't stop. I know why this was. This is because of St. Whiskers. Um. <laughs> a sneaky cat. Well, actually, back then it was commonly thought that some animals, especially cats, had the powers to possess people. So in a way, you're not right. far off. They're like, oh, no, pesky cats infected us. The cats would have been freaking out that day. Yeah. Honestly, the saints worked in mysterious ways back then. Making people sound like cats. What does it all mean? <laughs> It's crazy. Um, this other one that I found as well is um, uh, in Tanzania, three girls began laughing at their boarding school and the joy was very infectious. Soon 95 of the 159 pupils joined in, some only laughing for a few hours, others as long as 16 days. <laughs> only for a few hours. Imagine trying to teach a class. I mean, we've all had moments in school where you've, Cracked up and you can't stop. Well, time, but not for several hours. That time, oh, the time Leah farted. Fantastic. So funny. Fantastic. So It funny. becomes painful after a little while. It's, it's kind of a nice feeling because your brain's obviously releasing nice chemicals. Yeah. From the joy or whatever. But, but after it can get scary when you can't you lose control of yeah. it. Yeah. It's a good feeling and you can't you can't force it. When it happens you just have to enjoy the ride, you know? Yeah. Like you when we talked about that pack of dogs <laughs> yeah. chasing a man off a but, marathon but course. But if Matt did that for 16 days, he would have died after, yeah. after day died, one. Yeah. I would have killed yeah, him. I think so. <laughs> would have gotten real tedious. You could have just left the room. No, no. <laughs> I had to I had to smother you. Um, so, yeah, some are laughing as long as over two weeks. So the school had to be closed 
<laughs> and that didn't stop the laughter from spreading to the next village as well. And then months later, another laughing outbreak occurred, this time affecting 217 people. At least laughing oh, is a bit of fun, though. Yeah, this one would have been St. Chuckles. Yes. For sure. Okay, I've already figured out our Patreon game. We're giving them all saints. Yay. Yay. Um, and the last one that I found as well is in Pokemon's first season, there's one episode that never aired in the US due to an outbreak of nausea and seizures that affected 12,000 Japanese children after they watched it in 1997. The, um, the episode was called Cyber Soldier Porygon. And it featured bright flashing lights that some believe caused the seizures. Others believe this was simply a case of mass hysteria. I mean... Isn't that insane? Yeah. Is it worth noting that the guy, that saint is the saint of comedy and epilepsy? Exactly, yeah. Saint oh. Vitus. Saint Vitus. Actors, <laughs> comedy... He struck again. And, <laughs> and Pokemon. And epileptics. I f- I, I th- in 1997, the saints uh, made the first grand final in, in three decades. Man, I'll just have to cut you off there. You have become hysterical. <laughs> Not again. I lied. I actually do have one more. I thought that was all one, but I've got another one here as well. In 2006, a lot more recent, a Portuguese teen soap opera uh, aired an episode where the characters were afflicted with a terrible disease. Sure enough, more than 300 children who watched the episode began to think they themselves were suffering from this illness. Several schools had to be closed in order to quell the perceived outbreak. Whoa! And it was a made-up disease. It was a made-up disease that it happened in a in a teen soap opera, <laughs> and then a bunch three hundred kids were like, "I've got that." Isn't that full on? That's amazing. And there was another one as well about like on a flight. Um, I don't I don't remember how many, but a, a few people were sick. But something like tens, maybe even a hundred people all thought they were unwell. Because you know when, especially if you live in a house with other people and somebody gets sick, then you're like, oh, my throat's a bit sore too. Oh, my God. Mm. When I had, when I lived in a share house, someone gets sick, like with gastro or something, and I'm like, oh, no. I've got it too. Oh, no, I can't I can't eat on any of these plates, any of these things. Yeah. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. And I'm going to die. So I guess I kind of get it, but some of those are pretty funny as well. I mean, Pokemon did sweep my primary school with hysteria as well, and the Pokemon cards were so obsessive that people did rip each other apart over them. It's pretty nuts. Whoa, literally. Yes. Whoa. Limb from limb. Back in my day, it was yo-yos. Okay. <laughs> Do you have a yo-yo craze? No. Yeah, there was one because um, you could... They were sort of cyclical, I think. Uh, every seven years, there's a yo-yo craze. There's a yo-yo craze because you could buy an ice cream at the school canteen and you got a, a free mini yo-yo with the ice cream oh. and then the yo-yos became much more popular than the actual ice cream. Yeah. What kind of ice cream was it? I don't... I can't really remember. That's like, It was so, like, no one wants the ice cream. You Honestly, you'd buy it, throw it in the bin, get get the yo-yo. Wow. That's a smart promotion, I guess. Yeah. Although it, it, it obviously didn't work that people kept going back for the ice creams afterwards. Yeah, but who cares? They made a, a butt-ton of money on yo-yos. I think it was there was a brand called Moose or something like that when I was at school oh, yeah. and everyone wanted the Moose yo-yos. And I think the Simpsons had an episode in the 90s that probably helped kick it off yeah. as well, where that Bart had a yo-yo craze. I'm like, wow, your life must be so glamorous. Get in the van. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I'm sorry that that was a relatively short topic, but as I said, it was in the 1500s and there's not a ton of information on it. And also, I gave so many sick options 
and the Patreons chose the Dancing Plague. And I think, I mean, I think they made a very good call because it is wild. There just isn't heaps of info on it. Historically, that is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. Yeah. I thought that was a great, that was a great report. And um, you did say it was going to be a bit of a shorter one, and that's why we really took it for a walk in some of those parts there. (laughs) We walked to the dog, if you will. A yo-yo, a yo-yo joke. Nice. Was that Miss Krabappel says to Bart, not another word, and he says, yo. (laughs) Very good stuff. Yo. Um, And Dave, I also, just while we're doing Simpsons references, I also did get your subtle one somewhere halfway through the episode. Forget what it was now. I do you remember what it I was? I do remember making one, but I can't quite remember what it is myself I either. I my finger on it. You didn't reference it, but you you said it word for word, this little line. So hopefully Jake, about Patreon, who audits the Simpsons references, picked it up as well. I hope he did. I think of him every time. I just try and sneak him in there, and I'm, ha- I'm glad that you remembered it, but I, honestly, just, it slipped my mind now what it was. <laughs> That's okay. A few minutes ago, I couldn't remember how we got onto a topic. <laughs> Why are we talking about bread? <laughs> I was like, wait... <laughs> I mean, I'm loving the riff, but someone help me because I think I'm broken. But yeah, there we are. So that's my yeah, report. Yeah, like the bread riff is a good example of me trying to give a little bit of value from when Jess said, this report's not too long. That's why I'm going, bread. Uh, my mum had an album by bread. Very good stuff. But although that does make me laugh a lot, the idea that mum liked a band called Bread. And the bread. fact that they have best, the best of bread is very funny. But... And they they were really big. Um, they're a soft, an American soft rock band from LA. Um, they had 13 songs charting the Billboard Hot 100 between 1970 and 1977. So they were, they were pretty big. I didn't realise they were so famous. Bread. It's pretty great. Uh, was their biggest hit? They had a number one with Make It With You. <laughs> I see. Are they also I talking about make it with you? Are they talking about bread? I guess so. Make they a also sandwich? have <laughs> this one. I I don't like this at all. They had a number three hit with "Baby, I'm a Want You." Matt, can you please no. acknowledge my make a sandwich joke? Oh, that's fantastic. Dave gave it a little pity laugh. <laughs> hey, I loved it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's um that's the dancing plague, which of course brings us to everybody's favourite. Part of the episode. Yeah, now we've got that historical anomaly out of the way, mm. it's time to launch in to the Patreon section of the podcast. Hooray! Yes. And this begins with the Fact, Quote or Question section, which has a jingle that goes like this. Fact, Quote or Question. Ding! You always remember the ding. Now, we have been going through um, a few more than normal recently because there have been a lot of facts, but this week we've got a few questions, so... I'll just do two, and if we get through those um, with time to spare, maybe we do have time to spare because we got through the report pretty quickly. Maybe we'll do a couple more because I'd love to keep getting these fat quote or questioners done because people who support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash pod at the Sydney Scheinberg Deluxe Memorial Rest in Peace Edition level, they deserve to have their voices heard. Mm-hmm. Damn right. As well as the now three bonus episodes that we put out on Patreon every month, uh, we're about to put out our first one for this month, and uh, we're also going to put out a bonus report and episode two of Phrasing the Bar, our oh. Patreon-only podcast, where we go through the films of everyone's favourite actor, Brendan Fraser. I forgot that we get to watch Encino Man. Encino Man! Encino Man coming up. So yes. pumped for that. Yeah, but it, um, on the Patreon's been going off. The Facebook group's been a fun place. The world's 
you know, for so many reasons, has been pretty rough this year. And uh, it's actually been one of the nice places to go is the uh, Facebook Patreon group. And I know Facebook, in general, is a bad place. But we've found, we've sort of created a little corner of Facebook that is actually quite, quite nice. Um, and that's one of the other things you get to be involved in if you jump on the Patreon thing. Absolutely, Matt, I just Patreon. quickly, I just remembered that the, uh, the first bonus episode of this month, because I couldn't remember what we were doing, but it's very interesting for some people, I guess. And that is, uh, we are doing a follow-up to uh, some of our previous topics. We are nearly at 250 reports here, and sometimes we put out an episode and then we get an update. Yeah, happens. something happens. Uh, including this week, a very big one, which I'm sure we'll be discussing on the episode, is the Forest Fen Treasure, which we spoke about five or six weeks ago, after being hidden for 10 years, has reportedly been found. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to give an update on that. And um, I've asked for help from Patreon, so I've got a bunch of things to tell you about. Awesome. Um, yeah, I don't know how many of we'll be able to get through, but we've got updates on more than 20 episodes, and there's probably heaps more. So I, I think, depending on how it goes, we'll probably do more of these episodes in the future as well. Sweet. And people can get involved with that. I forget which level it is on, Jess, you know. Um, yep. The D- is it the Dreamboat Cooper level? DB maybe? Cooper, I believe. DB Cooper. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, depending on your level, you get to vote on topics like Jess's topic today was voted on by patrons. Mm-hmm. Um, basically the patrons are the people who make this show exist. So and we love them. Uh, if you, we love them. Uh, and we reward them in all sorts of different ways and they reward us all the same just <laughs> by being involved. So firstly, the first fact quote or questioner this week, uh, they also get, they get to give us a fact quote or question obviously, but also get to give themselves a title. The first one comes from Katarina Gutierrez uh, from Victoria, BC in Canada. I like that because um, no one else puts where they're from, but Katarina did. And she's given herself the title of Matt Stewart's barber, um, which is funny because I cut my own hair, but still. Um, <laughs> Matt Stewart is Matt Stewart's do you barber. Still, do you still keep Katarina on? on uh, retainer. retainer. She's on a retainer. Hey, Katarina, feel free to come by. I haven't found anyone who does it as good as me, but I'm definitely <laughs> willing to give you a try. Yeah, didn't you get a haircut and recently and uh, hated it, but still told the guy that you liked it? I uh, mean, everyone yeah, I mean, does that. I know. That's not that's not on him. That's on me. I, I could have said, actually, this isn't quite what I needed, but I just, I don't, I don't know. I'm very unconfrontational uncon- at the best of times. And I also didn't really know. I, I, say, I said to him, do whatever. And he did whatever. And then I realised when I got home, I'm like, oh, that's not what I wanted. So I, I cut a lot okay. more off. In fairness, that is on you. <laughs> that is 100% <laughs> on me, yeah. I in no way blame him for that at all. Anyway, Katarina's question this week. Uh, I don't read these, so I read them. Uh, she writes, apologies, I've got a bit of a sore throat. So this um, this whiskey's. I'm going to take a couple of sips. Yeah, have a little sip. Katarina writes Ahoyo, which I love as a greeting. It's right up there with Mr. Burns's Ahoy Hoy. Uh, Ahoyo. I have a a would you rather question for each of you. Oh, interesting. Here we go. Dave, you're up first. Okay. Would you rather would you rather never be able to eat pies again or be only able to eat pies for every snack or meal for the rest of your life. Oh, interesting. Um, 
I mean... That's <laughs> not a hard question, is it, Dave? Uh, can we lock in B and when will the pies start being delivered? <laughs> <laughs> I love them. I love them. <laughs> Sorry, we've killed Matt with that. Um, oh, apologies. Honestly. Fantastic. I know, because you're thinking, well, oh, you get so sick of them, but you can have like a breakfast pie. Mm-hmm. You can have a savoury... Sort of meat pie, which I absolutely love. A veggie pie. You can have like a sweet, sweet pie, pie, apple pie, raspberry pie. All this. You can have so many different pies. Lemon meringue pie. Oh, yeah. it's not. You know, it's not. Te- it's pie. not the same as like. But it, you know. But it's got pie in the name. It's a bit different. Yeah. Is that, is that the rule? As long as it's got pie in the name, please just hook, what if, hook it like, up to yeah, my veins. Shepherd's pie. I don't know if you mentioned that, but it also got. You know, you can put anything in a pie these days. I love pies. You know, t- t- tandoori pies, and. Um, You remember Pie Face? There was a little pie chain that took off in Melbourne, even to the point where I got a pie from that chain in the middle of New York City uh, on the block that I went to see David Letterman, uh, The Late Show. Do you you know that? Yeah, they did it. I I went in there. I'm like, oh, it's funny. I didn't realize they were an American chain. I thought they were from Australia. And he goes, they are from Australia. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Letterman even did a segment. They failed soon after. He did, Letterman did a segment on it where they went down and they tried it. I think that Pyfest had oh, to right. pay, obviously, for promo on there. But yeah, sadly, they did go bust, basically. Maybe because they spent all their money on Letterman. Just make good pies, you dickheads. They, they flew too close to the sun. Oh, the pies were fantastic. Yeah. And they were 24 but they seven. Used to, Fantastic. Yes, they were so good at Comedy Festival time. Get them on the way home. But the one that I always loved there, if I felt... That way inclined, they did a dessert custard and apple pie. Oh, love that. It was so good. Anyway, sorry to get distracted yeah, there. So, uh, yes. Would you rather? That's definitely what I'd rather. All right. So, so far, Dave got the easy one. I have a pie-based story to tell you off air. <laughs> oh. Oh. Too saucy for so- it's, it's not. Too it's saucy. definitely not saucy. It's too graphic. <laughs> oh, okay. Some shit in your pie? No. No. Anyway, yeah, what's mine? Is it the kind of story that's going to make us not want to eat pie face anymore? Well, I mean, you can't. So that wouldn't hurt too much. Anyway, yeah, what's my would you rather? Would you rather travel all the way to Dolly Parton World only to find it's no longer open or meet Dolly but embarrass yourself so badly that security has called on you? Meet Dolly and embarrass myself. (laughs) What a story. Exactly. And I got to meet Dolly. But I mean... like, (laughs) But forever, her only impression of you is a negative Who cares? She'll never remember me. (laughs) But what have you... The other story is pretty... It's just a... A sad sort of no story, but I guess you get to travel. But you've done something so embarrassing that they've had they've called security. What have you done? Well, I feel like they'll call security for anything these days, you know. It actually sounds like it might be related to your embarrassing pie face story that you're going to tell us <laughs> off air. Mm. All right, well, you've both answered those very easily. Here's my one. Um, Matt notoriously pretty, weighs up options for yeah. quite a long time. You're a too. flipper and a flopper, Matt. Yeah. So notoriously. Notoriously. It's, it's notorious. So um, here we go. Would you rather never be able to grow facial hair again or never be allowed longer hair? I your mother. Oh, that's a tricky one. <laughs> Here he goes, weighing up. That is a tricky one. Hmm, <laughs> Katerina, you are diabolical. Well done. You've got me right where you want me. So you basically have to go like a crew cut with a beard, with facial hair, or no facial hair, and you can do whatever you want with your hair. Hmm, I don't know. Can I can I ask the brains trust on this one? What do you think? Because uh... I actually, to be honest, the reason I 
grow facial hair for the most part is because I because I don't like shaving. It's just a pain in the ass. So if I couldn't grow facial hair, it would just mean I don't have to shave, right? That's not the end of the world to me. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then I can just do whatever I like with my hair. Um, but you do look yeah, I'm not good. Sure. With, facial hair really does suit you. Would yeah, you I would have yes? said keep the hair short and be able to grow facial hair. All right, I'll go with that because <laughs> I think it's a it's a real poison chalice. This one, I'm not using that phrase correctly, but still, I'm sticking with it. Thank you so much for those questions, Katarina. Uh, you really you really got us in the hot seat mm. there. It really made me feel like a pie. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> An apple and custard pie. And I'm pretty sure, Jess, they are still around. They're just, like, uh, working out of one of the, like, fast um, servos or Yeah, something. I think they're attached to service stations now, aren't they? Really? Yeah. Mm. Oh, well, there you go. The next fact quote or question comes from Shokri Francis Rauf, who has given himself or themselves the title of President of Opera Singing. Oh, that's cool. Whoa. Need one of those. President of Opera Singing. Everyone needs a President yeah. of Opera Singing. Shokri's offered us a fact, and the fact is, if you rub garlic on your feet, okay, I'm with you so far, <laughs> you can taste it in your mouth about 15 minutes later. What? What? No. This is because both garlic and skin have watery and oily layers. Oh. <laughs> To them, so the garlic can be absorbed through the skin, and then the blood, as the skin on your feet is particularly thin. Whoa! I never fact check these. Look, I don't if doubt that it. is true. That's huge. I don't doubt it because if you eat a lot of garlic, it can come out in your sweat. You can start sweating like a garlicky smell if you really? eat heaps of it. Yeah, yeah. which is not that's nice. Amazing. But I love garlic. I love garlic so much. But do people around you love the smell of garlic seeping out of your armpits? I don't I assume care. so. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love garlic. Garlic and onion in a tomato sauce on pasta. Oh, heaven. It's very good for you as well. Keeps away a cold, I hear. And vampires. <gasps> well, there you go. So rub, rub it on your feet. I would like to, I'd like to try that. I would. Great, great fact. Do we have do you, are you up for a, another question? Yeah, go one more. All right, this one comes from Mark Sweeney. Thank you so much to Shokri. Uh, this one comes from Mark Sweeney, who is the lead supervisor to junior president of stroking, brackets, petting for Americans, dogs. Okay. Lead supervisor to junior president of stroking dogs. I don't... What What's the Australian word Padding. for that? Because we don't say petting, do we? We say patting. Yeah, we say pat. Pat my dog, not pet my dog. Yeah. And I love to pat my dog. But how do you feel about stroking your dog? Yeah, I'm glad he had a dog. I thought he was just going to be in charge of stroking. Yeah, that felt weird. I have a funny feeling that he may have wanted us to go down that path. (laughs) Stroke it. Great tune. Um, All right. Question is, what is the most expensive purchase you have ever made? Ooh. Probably a car. I think mine... Yeah, super boring. It'd be a car. Yeah, I think mine is also car. My first car cost more than my second car as well. Nice. That's how you do it. That's how you trade up. <laughs> yeah. Four grand for the first one, two grand for the second one. Well, next one's only going to cost you one grand. My best car that I ever had wasn't my car. It was just a car I got to drive 
when I was selling air conditioning, I used to get to drive a Holden SS V8 Ute. Oh, that's good. The Black Rat, it was known as. Nice. Did you, um, did you gun it? Yeah, I got a lot of speeding. I lost my license. <laughs> oh, you're not kidding. Dave, we've seen Matt no. go around a roundabout. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've seen Matt drive down a one-way street the incredibly wrong way. We've seen Matt hey, cut across allegedly. two lanes to exit a, a motorway. <laughs> yeah, you were the king. When we were you're in the UK the, the first time when you were driving, Matt, the king of, oh, sorry, that's our exit. And I'm like, we've missed it. We'll have to do a detour. And Matt's like, fuck that. <laughs> We all have different skills. You know, I could park that very large car. Jess, is it the best parker I've ever seen? <laughs> yeah, when, that, where was it the London one? Because you two t- took over the driving tyre. I did most of the driving the first time. Yeah. You did all the driving this time because we didn't even give him my licence. Yeah. And that, I was like, oh, boy, this park is pretty much impossible. Glad I don't have to do it. <laughs> oh, and I and was then thinking... Jess is just like doing that one hand. <laughs> Steering, burr, burr. yeah. I don't think it was just like I'm like this will take a while. Let, wake me up when you're done. Yeah, sort of like the wa- wax on, wax off on the wheel. Yeah, exactly. It was magical. And then you're banging. Like there. honestly, there was a centimeter on either side that you could have fit that in. Yeah, we, uh, there was a centimeter where you were gonna scrape the whole undercarriage along. A, like a big stone. And I don't think there was, there was no reversing mirror, was there? No. Uh, not, there was a mirror, not a reversing <laughs> no camera. Yeah, no, no. Despite the fact that the vehicle was about 600 feet long. <laughs> it was a little so longer big. than we required. It was massive. Didn't we have... Th- it was about a metre longer than what we probably There's needed. There's three of us and there were nine seats. <laughs> yeah, it was too much. We did have a lot of bags, but still... We underdid the... The first tour, <laughs> so we overdid. We the went too time. small, and we overdid. Third the time, we'll get it just right. Just right, yeah. So, um, Goldilocks style. All right, um, but yeah, yeah. I think so that's I think it's just the we're all cars. Cars is just yeah, or maybe like I suppose maybe a, a trip of some kind. Oh uh, yeah, that's Probably, a good yeah. point. If you count uh, and it, a trip in its entirety, yeah. When I travelled for six months, out uh, out of um, school, out of uh, after I studied. Um, that was the most expensive thing I've ever done. But that was spent over a six-month period. Yeah. yeah, just one big bulk purchase would definitely be my car, which I've had for over 10 years, so I think it's pretty good value. It's paid off. Oh, that's great. Well, that two grand car that I bought, um, I think I got that four years ago, and that's still driving so well, even though it's missing a headlight, basically. <laughs> it's not really okay to drive at night, but... Um, you know, it gets yeah. you from A to B. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. It really does. Um, I've got to get a bike, basically, yeah. I think. Great question. Yeah, that's an interesting one, Mark. I wish we had something more exciting for you. I was half expecting Dave to say, have you ever heard of the Jewel of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Peru or something? Well, I mean, my car is a Ferrari. Yes. I think it would be an yeah, interesting yeah. question for someone like Evan because he'd have a weird bit of tech that he'd bought. Would have I been. think I know what he, he he bought a camera once that was worth like twenty grand or something. Oh. We, he he bought it he bought it on a with a loan. Yeah, wow. Right, but that is more than all years. of our cars possibly put together. Oh, yeah, that's easily the more expensive than anything I've ever bought. I might be I might be adding a little mayo on that price as well. I've no, it might maybe it was five grand. I can't remember. Still, it's a bit. Still, it was an expensive camera. Yeah. Um. All right, great. There, should we? Do you want one more question? Go on. Yeah. All right. One last question, then we'll move on to the other shout-outs. This one comes from Brian Fleming, who's given himself the title 
Love that name, Brian Fleming. Uh, giving himself the title of Honorary Minnesotan Artist for Do Go On. Oh. Oh. I guess we have a, we have an artist in every state of America? Yes, we do. Yep. Great. It's highly Go comp- Timberwolves. Competitive field. Um, and, yeah, Minnesota obviously making news for some pretty um, full-on reasons lately. Hopefully uh, everything's okay where you are at the moment, Brian. Brian's question is... Uh, one of the things I've been most impressed about is the three of yours' friendship. Any tips for keeping friendships alive and well um, year after year? Thank you for all the laughs. Okay. Jess, did I hear a little, a little laugh? <laughs> no, I'm wondering if it's like friendships in general or friendships while you're working together. Well, I was going to say, if you want to make sure you see people every single week, start a podcast with them and make sure you never miss a week. Yeah. Don't yeah. take breaks. Yeah, I've got old friends from school and stuff who I still think of myself as close w- with, and I would catch up with them a couple times a year, maybe. And we literally um, talk in our group chat every day. Not a day goes by. Yeah, so I I feel very lucky to be uh, have this thing to share with you guys, for sure. It is, yeah, it is an interesting thing where you, you just sort of have to... I think you just have to have a commitment with each other or something... Without making it a chore, obviously. For sure. Well, one of my New Year's resolutions was, well, the only one was I wanted to spend more time, put more effort in with seeing friends and things like that. And then uh, COVID hit and then for three months you weren't allowed to see anyone. I was like, God damn. I reckon that's a really good resolution for next year. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Start fresh then. All right. I won't see anyone for the next six months. Funnily enough, the COVID thing has led to me catching up with some of these older schoolmates um, on zoom or online yeah. catch up for a beer every few weeks um when i would see them you know two three four times a year so yeah it has been it's been an interesting thing that it's opened up um that idea or even just m- put it front of mind that it's important yeah uh, yeah so yeah it's a tricky one it is a hard one it depends on the scenario you're in and stuff like that as well but i think sure. making an effort is important sending a message if if your friends aren't the what the kind who are reaching out, maybe you just have to um, get in contact and say, hey, you want to want to go catch up for a coffee or a beer or a meal or whatever? Yeah, I mean, there's some friends that you see more often than others, but it doesn't mean that they're necessarily better friends. It can be a whole bunch of things. So, yeah, I think it's just making a bit of effort. You don't have, always have to wait for people to come to you. I think one cool thing uh, is just having traditions um, yearly or whatever and a lot of people I see, like I go to a music festival every December, and the group that we go with, it feels like we have a, we've seen each other, you know, we're, um, weeks earlier, not a year earlier. You just, um, you know, it just it just means you're catching up every year and you're sort of staying in contact. You got this thing to look forward to together. Yeah, it's stuff nice. like that is is good as well. Yeah, mm. but friendship friendships are important. Sorry to go out on a limb there, but I really think they are. I'll back you on that. Thank you for being vulnerable in the space. Hey, Jess, you've encouraged me to be more vulnerable and I'm doing my bloody best. I love it. I felt almost emotional the other day. What? No. Nah, okay. I definitely... It's because then you didn't tell me? <laughs> <laughs> I feel I feel emotions. That was a little joke. <laughs> a little joke. I, I feel all the emotions. I feel too many, I've been told. So that's fun. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, thank you for those wonderful questions. They were very nice. 
Great questions. Hmm. Uh, and then the other thing we like to do is thank a few of our other patrons on the shout-out level, which, Dave, do you remember what, which one that is? Uh, so the DB is Cooper the... level is uh, the one with the bonus episodes. And um, the one we're going to shout-out is called the Ask Prod, a.k.a. the associate producer of the show. Ah, uh, yes, fantastic. <laughs> uh, so... What we do on this one, we shout out and thank a few of our long-term supporters. And Jess normally comes up with a little game, which I think you already mentioned earlier tonight. Yeah, we either give them a patron saint. I think we say what they're the patron saint of. That's fun. Fantastic. That's cute. And that can be anything. Yeah, well, it sounds like it really can be anything. <laughs> lightning strikes and um, oversleeping. <laughs> but not even lightning strikes. Avoiding lightning strikes. Yeah. There'd be another saint who's the saint of lightning strikes. Yeah, when you want lightning because you've got a glass-blowing business and you want lightning to hit the rods. I've learnt this exclusively from Sweet Home Alabama. Um, uh, the Leonard Skinner song. Yes. can learn a lot from music. <laughs> I forget that verse where it goes, Putting up light and rolls. <laughs> Who wants to kick things off? I would if it is at all possible. Please. Well, I'd love to thank from the, the country of SE. Dave, would that be Sweden? I think it is. We have a, a I few, looked it up. It is Sweden. A few Swedish listeners, Thanks, which Dave. is uh, mind-blowing and very cool. Very cool. I love the Swedes. Um, you know, all the things you've done for mankind. Dave, give us an example. Uh, Bjorn Borg. Bjorn Borg. I was about to say, I mean humankind, but you did suggest Bjorn Borg, who was a man. So that, that checks out. Thank you. Um, from Sweden, uh, Vedum in particular in Sweden, it's Niklas Olofsson. Oh, thank you, Niklas. Fantastic name. Fantastic. Olofsson. So Niklas Olofsson, Jess, is, of course, the patron saint Oh, good boys. Oh, <laughs> hey, he's my man. You're my saint. Yeah, bad boys need not apply. <laughs> Patriot saint Dave, of good not, boys. doesn't look after you. Oh, no, that's right. <laughs> he's not for me, but I respect what he does, and he does it well for the good boys. <laughs> you know, you can you can picture Nicholas Olofsson. He's, he's standing there. Dave's on one shoulder with his little devil out, <laughs> outfit. I'm on the other shoulder with my saint's jumper, Frankie Packard's number on my back. Um, and I'm like, go on, you could put on a leather jacket with rips in the back, go on. And you're like, oh, no, no you should just wear a very plain jumper. It's sensible. No, I like you wear red, white, and black, number one on the back. <laughs> Drink this dare us coffee. <laughs> and he, always, he obviously ends up going my way because he is a saint. Mm-hmm. Well done, Nicholas. You made the right choice. Saint Nick. Old St. Nick. Thanks, St. Nick. Saint of good boys. Thank you so much. I'd also love to thank from Brighton in Great Britain, Nick Caves, where he lives, his hometown. Oh, yeah. Um, originally, obviously, being a Victorian where we are. So, you know, he's our connection from you to us. Tom Cameron. <laughs> Tom Cameron. On your Tom. Is the patron saint of two first names. Oh. Wow. And two Which left feet. Which, again, represents me. Two left feet. Yep. Oh, I hope he doesn't get a dancing plague. But he does. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, <I don't. laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Sorry, Tom. So he's the patron saint of two left feet. So people who can't dance pray to him. Is that what you mean? Sure. And people with two first names. Yep. Of which there that are That leaves many. me split because I can dance. Oh, I know. But I do have two first names. Yeah, that's all right. 
You got three if you had I'll James. Ah, three first names. Don't want to be greedy. Yeah, that's another <laughs> saint, though. That's another one. Paul was my confirmation name, so really I'm a four first name. Oh, my name God. And he was originally named Saul, so really five if you... Anyway, um, thank you so much, Tom. And Tom spells his name in the Tom York style with the H. Mm. With the H. Uh, so maybe maybe it's pronounced Thom, but I believe it is Tom Cameron. Thank you so much, Tom. With the beautiful... Have you, have you guys been to Brighton? It's got the beautiful sort of beach area with the long pier and the little carnival thing. I, I haven't think. been, actually. No, I haven't been, but I would like to. I've been to Brighton it's, it's in Victoria. It's meant to be a cool city. Oh, yeah. Does that count? Yeah. What did you get? A spray tan? Yes. And, um, and a latte. Be rich for a while? <laughs> yes, I was rich. Hang out with Shane Warne. I hung out with Shane Warne. Yes. For for those who are non-Australians, it's a real new money suburb. Yeah. But actually very rich people. It was not too far from where I grew up. It was, on the, it was a, a couple of suburbs and a highway away from me. That, that makes it sound how, so far away, but it, it, was it quite wasn't a while far, away but I know what you mean. <laughs> There's hard? a few suburbs and a, a freeway, and um, yeah. you had to cross the border, and then... Um... Did they build the highway to keep the poor people in? Uh, in yeah, I'm not, sh- I'm not sure how it all worked, but I think where Moorabbin, where I grew up, was um, when my grandparents moved there, it was farmland. Oh, right. So I don't know how... And I think it was just based on the fact that Brighton's on the beach that it becomes, you know... It's the more expensive place. You got to say it right too. Uh, it's Brighton. Brighton, yeah. <laughs> now, nah, good on, good on, good on Brighton. Good on them. Anyway, can I thank some people as well? Who yes, knows? please. I would love to thank from uh, NC in the US. Is that North Carolina? North Carolina. Oh, yeah. oh I would. Great state. I would love to thank. Before you do. Um, I think North Carolina might actually be where Michael Jordan played his college oh. basketball. And he uh, wore his blue North Carolina basketball shorts under his red Chicago Bull shorts uh, through his record-breaking career in the Windy City, uh, Chicago. And he um, actually changed basketball fashion because his shorts underneath meant that he needed his Bull shorts to be bigger. Uh, All other basketballers ended up wearing bigger shorts as well. And basketball short fashion was changed Forever. Can you believe it? I've they didn't even mention it in The Last Dance, which is ridiculous. So people anyway. did send us screenshots of the famous blue shorts hanging up in the locker room. Yes. And we appreciate that. But anyway, I'm thanking Annabeth Larrabee. Anya Annabeth, who is the patron saint of flat bicycle tyres. Oh, oh. As in, not get you don't want to get them, so no, you pray yeah, to her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's trying... And if you get one, you again pray to ah, her. She's not like cursing people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's who you go to in your time of need. Oh, that's great. And also educating people about what to do. Oh, she'll actually appear with a puncture kit. Yeah, she's uh, she's that good. She's so handy. It's a miracle. And a little bowl of water so you can put the tire in there and and find the bubbling for where the the little hole is. Wow, she's good. Hmm. <laughs> Um, so good. thank you very much, Annabeth Larrabee. Amazing name as well. And I'd also like to thank, from just around the corner in Brunswick, Victoria, I would love to thank Dominic Stevenson. Oh, Dominic Stevenson. Thank you so much for your support. Now, Matt, Dominic Stevenson is, of course, the patron saint of, of 
staplers. Oh, wow. stapler. When you when you can't find one in the house and you need a stapler, you can pray to Saint Dominic. Or if you think um, you've got a staple and you can't get it out of an important document that needs to be filed shortly, this is in a place that is still working with paper. <laughs> No, they, they, there's still plenty of staples out there. And, uh, I don't know how it came to my mind. It was just something that um, just came into my um, thoughts somehow. <laughs> <laughs> On your Dominic Stevenson. All right. Well, from one Dom to another, can I please thank Dom Thompson. Dom Thompson. From Harrogate Dom in Tom. Great Britain. Oh, Dom he's Tom. the patron saint for haircut savings. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Wait, is that people saving up for a haircut? <laughs> what I meant it was um, someone recovering a haircut, but yeah, maybe maybe it's both. I uh, had a haircut a few weeks ago for the first time in you know the two three months or whatever it was, and I it was an English guy, and I said, uh, "Have you had a lot? Of, a few people come in and that have had bad haircut. You've had to fix up." And he goes, "Oh, lords." <laughs> <laughs> Like, awesome. Lords. Lords. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if you sound like that in Harrogate, Dom Thompson, but you, of course, do great work in the uh, haircutting industry. I was watching new episodes of Queer Eye the other day with my friend, and we started a drinking game where every time Tan, who is English, said, calls... My uh, love? Yeah, my love. I, I was, I've watched a couple episodes on the sickbed this week, and yeah, that really stands out, my love. Yep. Very patronising. What about my love? I don't my think love. it means. Well, he certainly doesn't mean it in a patronising way. Not to speak for Tan, but okay. Um, I watched the episode where they looked after um, uh, father of the bride. Yeah, he looked twenty years younger with just a haircut and a bit of a shave, and new teeth. Oh, and, and new, new teeth. clothes. Yes, <laughs> and a new house, and a new actor playing, <laughs> and a bit of plastic surgery, and. Anyway. Yeah, no, that was that was the kind of show I was. Uh, it's perfect um, down with the sickness kind of yeah. TV. Oh, it's perfect TV. But I can't. I couldn't. I tried to watch a second episode and it became. It was too much. Too much positivity or something. <laughs> too wholesome. Yeah. Anyway, I was overdosing. Dave, bring it home. Anyway, on your dom tom. Now, finally, I'd like to thank all the way from Lena Valley in Tasmania. Fantastic to have you on board. Elena or Elena Moores. Oh, Elena Moores. Thank you so much. Is the patron saint for schmores. Oh, oh That's a schmores, eh? So what <laughs> yeah. are schmores? They're like the sandwiches with marshmallows? Yeah. Yeah, with a graham cracker, which I don't really know what that is, but people talk about that. Graham, graham cracker, cracker, chocolate, and marshmallow. What? Melted. Yeah. Over a fire. I actually saw, I learned about those on an episode of Rick and Morty. I've been watching a lot of Netflix in bed this week. And, um, yeah, the dad, Jerry, mm-hmm. he takes them camping, makes a s'more. What did you, what are they called? S'mores. 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 Have you, so when did you, have, is s'mores something you've grown up with? No, just her surname's Moores. No, well, yeah, but it, <laughs> is it something No, I haven't at all, just from TV. Yeah, right. no, it's just an American culture, thing. pop culture right. thing. Like, just talk about, like, if there's, like, a, a campfire scene, they're always making s'mores on, like, you know, South Park or Simpsons or something. Yeah. Right. I, I, yeah, I feel one. like I'd never heard of it before this week. 
So it was funny that it came up twice. <laughs> oh, there it is. I love when that happens. So Elena Moores, the patron saint of Schmorge. <laughs> is she from America? No, uh, she's from Tassie. Tassie. <laughs> she'll, be, she'll be equally baffled. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what she's a saint of. That's right. She knows what she's got herself into. <laughs> So thanks to everyone that supports the show on Patreon, of course. Now, Matt, do we have anyone to uh, be welcoming into the Trip Ditch Club this week? Which, while you're looking that up, I will explain is people that uh, people that have been supporting this show for three consecutive years, so 36 consecutive months, not dropping off on the shout-out level as a way to say a double thank you, a big, huge thank you for that tremendous support. Your uh, name wel- is written in indelible ink. Once you're in, you can't go out. It's a one-way vowel. That's right. I will be getting your names tattooed on my ass in, <laughs> in future, glittery gold. In glittery gold, and wow. they will not be coming off, uh, even when the podcast is over. But uh, yeah, for these people, we like to welcome them into the Trip Ditch Club for their three years of support, where they'll go up into the uh, the Hall of Fame, be welcomed in to our exclusive club where we serve canapes. We have our guest artists drop by, sing a song or two. And uh, do we have anyone to welcome this week, Matt? We do. We have th- oh, we got a triptych of triptych inductees this week. Love uh, this. Firstly, from Sale in Country Victoria, it is Kieran Donahue. Oh. Kieran, welcome. Yes. We need an account in there, so it's good to have him in. You remember Kieran? Oh, I remember Kieran. Got to keep track of the uh, the numbers. <laughs> Jess he's the, is he's, furious. He's the only accountant I'll allow. <laughs> that's high uh, praise, Kieran. That is high praise. He actually almost changed your mind on accountants when we met him a few years ago. But not quite. <laughs> uh, also, oh my goodness, one of my very, very best friends. I don't, I don't even know if I knew that. I'm obviously probably did know um, that she is a patron. Says from London, but she's since. Uh, move back to Australia. It's Edith Gordon. Edith. Hi, Edith. And thank you so much for supporting the show. And you didn't know that, Matt. That's for amazing. For three years she supported the show. I must have known that because we've, we've shouted out to her a um, hundred odd episodes back. So. And we caught up with her in London. Did she come to the show or did we just see her after? No, I think she, mate, that was the week she was moving back, I think. I think she moved home before we got to the live shows over there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Oh, thanks, Edith. That's so cool. And another... I've met all these ones. What a great week (laughs) of of inductees. Uh, This next guest has given... Gave me as a present one of my favourite T-shirts that I wear all the time. The Hamilton Tiger Cats football shirt from now living in... A Canadian now living in North Melbourne, Australia. It's Tabitha Post. Tabitha! Woo! And we forgot to ask, uh, what are they? What, what canapes are they serving, or drinks? Are we expecting oh, this week? I'm so is? glad you asked, Dave. This week we've got peach bellinis. Oh, fantastic! Whoa, what does that mean? Uh, it's some peach Ooh. juice in some bubbles, basically. It means flavour sensation. Yeah, I should say um, I'm actually people who are into um, cocktails. I'm doing a a cocktail night for this group called. Um, they're called JT Management. They're doing oh no JT Productions, sorry. And um, maybe I'll put a get Jess to put a link in the show notes. But you can uh, watch a live stream where I'm getting taught how to make three different gin cocktails this Friday night, uh, and it should be a lot of fun. I'm going that into a great. cocktail bar in the city. It's going to be the first bar I've been to in three months. 
It's going to be exciting. Nice. And you get to obviously taste the drinks, I imagine. Yeah, and I think they gave me a discount code. I don't know how much tickets are. I don't think they're super expensive, like 10 Australian dollars, and there's a, a discount code, MAT50, which gets um, maybe even 50% off. I'm not sure. So I think they're pretty cheap tickets, but if uh, people are keen, yeah, um, I'll send the link for just to put in the show notes. Awesome. And uh, there's also a, a great musical guest this week playing at the Tribute Club. <laughs> oh, wow. Who is it? It's Barbara Streisand. Oh, I thought it'd Holy be Holy moly. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be Kenny Loggins from Footloose. But it's Barbara Streisand. Barbara, but she's, pl- but she's playing the songs of Brad yeah, well, and Kenny thing. Loggins. I, I booked these acts weeks in advance. I can't just change because we talked about Brad. No, fair enough. But fair we enough. can change up the playlist. Okay, yeah, So we, I can request Babs to... Babs will be doing the best of Brad. Yes, absolutely. So Babs, direct from Las Vegas. Um, thank you so much, Babs. She's going to say, sing... Baby, I'm a want you. Which is, I'm going to leave the room when she plays that one, to be honest. Oh, Ooh, I'm going to go straight to the front. <laughs> but is she going to play Danger Zone and Footloose as well? Uh, absolutely. Highway to the Danger Zone. Bam, bam. I love the Babs version. That would be really good. Uh, and obviously she'll be playing some of her hits as well. So that's really exciting. Does that pretty much bring us to the end of this episode, Dave? I think yeah. it does. We've done it, everyone. Well done. Thanks to everyone that does support the show on Patreon. You are the wind beneath my wings. Is that Barbara Streisand? That's Bette Midler. Uh, I always confuse them. <laughs> always confuse them. Hey, is that it more impressive than Sophie Ellis Bexter? Well no, done. again, one of the biggest artists of all time. And was... her one of her most famous songs. Name her first four albums. Uh <laughs> I bet they're called bet. Uh, yeah, bound to be. You can bet on that. <laughs> <laughs> she would have had so many good comedy festival shows, you yeah, know, yeah, puns sure. on her name. Betting it all on red. Because <laughs> she's red Stuck in the middle with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's good stuff. She had one of the great cameos on The Simpsons too. Oh, fantastic. Along with Luke Perry. She's Sato just Luke. fucking great. So good. Anyway. Uh, Well, I think that really does bring us to the end of this week's episode. Please do check out our web series if you can on Stupid Old Channel. That's linked in the show notes as well, as is our website. Um, Merch merch is still not available as yet, but it's going to be up and running again soon, I think, Popper. It's up. Yeah, it's up. Oh, it is up. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can follow us at all the social medias that do go on pod. And um, just, I guess the main thing is always remember. Uh, no matter how dark the times are, we love you. I fully mean that. Except one of you. <gasps> you will never know. <laughs> oh, I think I know who she means. <laughs> I'll say it on my deathbed. <laughs> Whisper it. <laughs> no, uh, we do love you very much. We love you all. And thank you so much for letting us do this every week by uh, tuning in, sharing the show, just being you. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a fucking weird year, I've got to say. And <laughs> it's been a weird one. This is the one constant, right? Yeah, this, this year with... sucks. <laughs> I'd say weird at best. It's been fucked, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hopefully everyone's doing okay. Uh, we don't. I don't think we we are almost like just decided not to really talk too much about how everything's going on the show. I guess because this is like an escape thing, but. Yeah, hopefully this can be a relief. I think everyone knows, well, obviously we are, yeah, we're right there in it, but um, mm. 
And I've had a few whiskeys now, so uh, it's probably time to cut me off, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) All right, team. Well, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. You can bank on that. But until next time, I'll say thank you for listening. And goodbye. Later. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.